And just like that, it is another Wednesday. I am always so excited to be here with all of you guys. And yeah, it's Wednesday again. So I got a story before we get too far into this. Uh, our local Walmart. So when I'm not driving, most of what I'm doing is Spark these days. And our local Walmart has this huge, disgusting encampment behind it. And like, according to authorities and, you know, like, uh, like charity type of groups, it's the worst in the Northwest. So Walmart has, and we have one Walmart in my market. Walmart has a lot of problems with the inhabitants of that encampment coming onto the property, stealing things and doing damage. So over this past a week, uh, they actually had to close the entire store down because uh, the residents of this encampment were bringing uh, merchandise into the bathrooms. And you know that like wire that uh, surrounds the um, the products with uh, the, the little buzzer thing so you can't steal it? Yeah. So what they were doing was they were cutting that stuff off and they were flushing the wire down the toilet. And as a result, it screwed up their like sewage system and the store just flooded. So... Yeah, for like an entire day there, Walmart was just not a thing in my market. Wow. So you were losing out on some money just by that happening. Uh, so you could still do the pickup orders, but it was – let me tell you, Kim, it was a nightmare because the cars were coming in and out, right? Cars would show up to go into Walmart and be like turned right back around. So it's not easy to turn back out from the Walmart pickup spot here to begin with. And add on top of the fact that everybody who was going in was coming right back out. Mm -mm. I was like, nope, nope, bye. So how many times do you do that? Like even at to spark, but any delivery, like you go and you see making this up like a really busy restaurant. You're like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. So how was your week? Anything exciting or interesting? Anything, I, you know, my daughter was off because of Columbus Day, but they had off like Friday and Monday. So it was like a four day, like weekend of my daughter being off from school. So just like fun fall stuff that we were doing here and there and everywhere. I feel like I was all over the place on top of, you know, working because I feel like the weekends are like my work time. And, you know, it's a fine balancing act being a mom working, going out making content, you know, all that fun, happy, joy stuff. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. So uh, I'm excited to get into the show. What are we up to now? Episode 28? We're episode, can you believe it? Episode 28? I know, that's crazy. I'm like, I know, it seems like just yesterday fly? I was harassing you. Kim, do a show with me. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are going to talk about another naughty driver, allegedly, and I'm probably going to go on a tirade about this one. Uh, shocker. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, some of the submissions that our audience sent in for orders. So thank you to those of you who were kind enough to send your submissions for that. Uh, we're going to look at a really bad order and Kim and I are going to like laugh about it. Uh, we're going to talk about how to stay profitable during pointless peak pay. Pointless peak pay. I feel like that could be a tongue twister. Maybe when I'm tired. It, it I don't could know. be like a whole title right there. That's what our title should have been. Pointless peak <laughs> pay. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about a dangerous new feature that Uber is offering and why you may want to avoid it. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, in-app safety features and their use cases. And um, Kim and I will have a conversation about that. And we're going to talk about a customer who learned the hard way that gig apps are expensive. Kim, just the picture that was like for the the thumbnail or whatever on that was too good. I had to put that in there. Yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap it up with funnies. Uh, boots. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. So, oh, Kim, I I brought my boxing clothes for a couple of these. I'm, I'm ready. Oh, are you feisty? Not, not particularly feisty, I wouldn't say, but like there's a couple of these that are just kind of a little much in my opinion. So. Why don't we go ahead and get into the first one? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to do the video first or you just want to talk about it first? Why don't we talk about it first? And if you want to introduce this subject. Yeah, absolutely. So allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, 
there was a New York DoorDash driver that was charged uh, for using food delivery to steal package off of porches. And we're talking like two porches before someone actually reported her. Supposedly, she was using a DoorDash bag, from what I understand, or she was trying to deliver or pretend to deliver food. And when she pretended to deliver food, she was taking packages off of people's porches under the disguise that she was a food delivery driver. So now she is charged. She has not obviously gone to trial or anything like that. That's why it's called allegedly. Um, so that's kind of where she stands. At least until the 20th, until she will be in court. So, all right, I want to give my objections to this story. <laughs> and and then we'll play the video, and then we'll let the chat decide if this was actually a driver or just a clever thief. Dun, dun, dun. So, all right, the article, this was reported on by, it wasn't like Newsweek, or, or not Newsweek, excuse me, it wasn't uh, like the Daily Dot or something like that. Like it wasn't something clickbait. It was a major news outlet that reported on this. What they didn't say <clears throat> was that they had reached out to DoorDash for comment. At no point, I, if I'm not mistaken, at no point in the video did I see a phone in her hand or a hot bag. So my question is, why did they default to this was a DoorDash order? And as you'll see in the video, the order wasn't even delivered. She just had a like a Chipotle bag with her that she didn't end up dropping off. So I, Kim, I think that this might be another case of sloppy journalism and trying to say it was a driver when it was in fact just a clever thief and knew that bringing a bag of food up to somebody's door wouldn't turn any heads. It could be. Okay, I don't know. All right, guys, pay, pay close attention to the video. Let us know if you think it's actually a driver in the chat. Kind of cut out there. Can we play that again? Yeah. Kind of buffering. All right. So we see her come walking up. Okay. I guess she does have a phone in her hand, but she does not have a hot bag. I like how she's Looks dressed like it's very either... nicely. <laughs> she is dressed very nicely. And there, there goes the package and the bag of food. And there she goes scurrying off like a cockroach. <laughs> All right, uh, Kim, I'm I'm saying it. I'm just going to call it. I don't think that was a driver. I think that was nothing more than a clever thief. No, I don't think it was a driver whatsoever. I, I think people are getting clever in using the disguises of food delivery. Um, but this is what I think. Whenever I see crazy stuff happen, like theft, spitting. What did we do a couple weeks ago? Someone spitting in food. I forget what else. There's so crazy things happening. Every house either has a camera or an eye ring. Like, what makes you think mm -hmm. you're not going to get caught because people have video cameras? And even if the house that you're delivering to doesn't have a camera, do you not think that the person across the way or next to them doesn't have right. a camera? I don't get it. People are stupid. So, <laughs> people are stupid. You know, and I think it's, I think it's like clever that, you know, and I, and I say that in kind of a bad way. It's clever that somebody would have thought of this, but, uh, we got a couple of responses here. So Kevin, uh, says thief in disguise, uh, so raised on Scrabble made a very valid point here. Uh, she also didn't even pretend to take a picture of the drop off, which is something else that indicates to me that this is just a thief and not actually a driver. So, you know, and let this be a lesson to all of us, right? We've got, we've got the holiday season coming up and we're going to be delivering a lot of packages. So I, I don't know. I mean, just be mindful. Don't leave your, your Amazon packages and stuff sitting out on the porch because, you know, some well-dressed person like that may come up and gank your shit and take off. First of all, do you know any DoorDash driver, Uber Eats driver, Grubhub driver that wears a skirt and a tank top for delivering? <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> don't. 
No, no. I, I'll tell you what. Now, had I seen booty shorts or short shorts, flip-flops or uh, pajamas, that would have been more believable to me. Yeah, I, I get it. I I don't know. I Chris wears... Uh, I don't think it was. I think... I think the news, unless they, unless she said to the police, I'm a deliverer, like I'm a DoorDash driver and that's how they got it. So she got out of whatever trouble yeah. she was in. Like maybe that's how they got DoorDash. But, you know, I don't know about you, but like I always think about media in terms of YouTube land, right? I feel like they're somewhat the same, but also different at the same time. Like they're trying to get people to read their article and trying to go, ooh, what is that article trying to say? And they also use keywords, I'm assuming, just like we use keywords when we do YouTube videos to get people interested in what we're doing. So I feel like this was like a really good case of that. And I don't, I don't think she was any kind of delivery driver. I think she used it as an excuse. So it was a ruse in my opinion, but it it just honestly came, it just stomps my gizzard when we see the media throw out allegations, right? Customers read that stuff and they're like, Oh, like I'm constantly seeing DoorDash drivers doing this, that, or the other. When so frequently there's no proof that the, the allegation even happened. Like that that driver even exists that they're making these claims against. But what happened to honest reporting where they actually verify who, what, when, where, why? Like that's just gone. And, you know, customers like read this like stuff and they're not going to want for like weeks now. I know. And, and, it, and it just doesn't get any less frustrating to me because, again, customers are going to read this. They're going to be like, wow, drivers are dirtbags. I don't want to deal with them. And, you know, it cuts into our bottom line. That's just, that's just my percep- uh, perception. Or do you think that people already have that perception of DoorDash and DoorDash drivers and they're just like, oh, here's another one. Like, they're just like, I don't know. I feel like we've been in the press. I should say we drivers have been in the press all everything's bad press right so i don't know even know whether there's a good thing such as good press anymore so everything is like this doordash driver did this this doordash driver did that and people have a bad experience on doordash and like see this is why we have a bad experience on doordash and i feel like it's just a, a snowball effect that just keeps going so uh, Bud Soda and a couple of others in the chat are having a conversation about uh, proper attire when you're driving. So I want to <laughs> share a quick story before we move on. Uh, we have a, and, and before I dive into this, I want to make it very clear. My frustration about this isn't about the person's like beliefs. It's the way that they approached me about the situation. So uh, bear in there with me if you've heard the story. But this happened, I think it was last summer. I was picking up a... Grubhub or an Uber order or something at this uh, this local independently owned restaurant. And I was wearing a shirt that says, uh, make beer, not war. So I'm, I'm a big fan of craft beer, right? I live in Bellingham, Washington. We have one of the best microbrew scenes in the entire world. So I'm a big fan. Uh, <clears throat> I go walking into this restaurant and at first glance, you can't really tell if this is like a really tiny church or an actual restaurant. So the, the owner sees me standing there, you know, with you know my phone in my hand and my make beer, not war shirt. And he comes walking up to me and I see his eyes just like, like he's like scanning me almost, you know, he's got like lasers and shit coming out of his eyes, like scanning me. And he's like, and you hear him read out, make beer, not war. And this guy proceeds to try to give me an exorcism. Like in the middle of this restaurant, not not like literally, but like he went on a tirade about how I need I need faith in my life and without knowing anything about me. And keep in mind, this was going on right in front of customers. So I just looked at the guy. I was like, somebody else will be back to, you know, to pick up this order. So I unassigned it and I never went back. Uh, if you happen to drive in my market, wow. you're going to know which restaurant I'm talking about. Please do me a favor and do not say it in the comments. They are independently owned and I'm not trying to hurt their business. So that wow, was, that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, so, but I, I uh, see people are talking about dress code. So 
what do you wear while you're out driving? I, I typically will like wear something like this. It's like something I got real cheap from the thrift store. <laughs> like I'm not awesome. gonna I'm not gonna wear something like super ratty or something like that. It's you know, <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna I I'll tell you what, I could Anything I wear when I'm driving, I could like donate and it would be considered in good condition. So sometimes I'll wear a polo or something like that, but usually it's just like something comfortable like this. What's up, Salt? Okay. Hey, everybody. So we kind of went on a whole separate tirade, but now that we're done talking about my uh, uh, exorcism, maybe that's a good <laughs> point to move on. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, I got I got super distracted like uh, with that one. Uh, we want to thank uh, a couple of people for submitting screenshots. Um, the last couple of weeks, Kim and I have been showing off the best order of the week, which is always Kim's because she blows me out of the water with what she gets. So uh, a couple uh, shout outs. Thank you to Kim, of course, again, for her order. Uh, thank you to uh, Bud Soda. And uh, thank you to I know we had one more. Uh, Larry. Larry, that's right. So why don't we go ahead and uh, show these orders here? Okay. So just believe it or not, I actually thought I would throw everybody for a loop this week. I actually, this was my best order last week. It was Uber Eats. I was shocked. <laughs> um, it was started out as $11.48 order. It was going a little under six miles. And when everything was said and done, I want to say it was like 15 salads from like a salad place and it became $42. I'm like, ah, score. <laughs> okay. My question, first of all, is if you're going to spend that much money utilizing a delivery service, why are you ordering salad? Yeah. Like, was this like, where was it going? Just out of curiosity. A lot of it is for, at least in my area, it's usually going to businesses. Like a lot of time businesses order for their entire staff and I guess they yeah. want to eat healthy. Um, so they do a lot of make your own salad places, which I have like five of them in my area. So that's probably what it is. At least that's my area. Did I lose you? No, sorry. I'm reading this comment here. Like, so Kim, those you? are the kind of <laughs> so these are the kind of <laughs> offers I see all the time in my market on Uber Eats. Um, I they they just I used to. yeah no they I they used just to see pay this really well. So we're going back like two like two years ago. Uber Eats. I used to easily do a thousand dollars on Uber Eats religiously every single week, and then something happened in my market. And it's like the faucets turned off along with Uber Eats and like, it's just non-existent anymore. I mean, I still get Uber Eats, but like I get the, you know, $2 orders, $3 orders, $4 orders going like 15 miles. Like the orders I see right now are just absolutely rid ridiculous. So I was actually pleasantly surprised and like, ah, I'm going to throw everybody for a loop and put new REITs in there this week. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's actually really cool. Uh, so we've got a couple more here. Yep. So this one was from Larry. I don't, I haven't seen Larry in the chat yet, but uh, thank you to Larry for this. So again, another Uber Eats order, thirty eight dollars and two cents, going one point one miles, picking up at Subway of all places. So interestingly, Kim, the base pay on that was thirty four dollars and eighty six cents. That is crazy. That is. Like, how does that even happen? How does that happen? Because I was actually, I forget whether it's Reddit or Facebook this week as I was, you know, going through stuff for the show. There were actually a good handful of people reporting kind of the same thing. And they're like, what the heck is, you're like, not that we're complaining, but what the heck is going on? <laughs> Watch a week from now, a bunch of drivers are going to get an email. Hey, you were paid a bunch of base pay and error. Can you imagine? That would be horrible. Oh, oh God, no, I, I hope that doesn't they, happen. They better not because the driver accepted the order for that price. So let's let's yeah. not get me worked up over something that hasn't happened yet. But I mean, I got to be honest, Kim, if I'm seeing this order come through on on my phone, my first assumption is there's something wrong with it. Like too oh, many drivers have unassigned this. Like what's up? Is the store closed? Like why is this showing $38 and two cents? In my market, that would show more like 1.1 miles. It'd show more like $11 and like 10 cents or something. Yeah, I would, 
I would probably go into the restaurant and expect to get my $3 for canceling the order just because something happened to the order because that actually happened to me last week or the week before. I got a $16 order for McDonald's going 2.2 miles. I'm like, okay, I'll entertain it, but there's something has to be wrong. And I walked in and of course you get the speech, you're the fourth driver to come for this order. I'm like, see, I told you. But the <laughs> yeah. thing is, is when I called support, I'm like, okay, I'll get my $3. There was a 20 minute wait for support. I'm like, so I went back into McDonald's cause it was my McDonald's and I go to the ladies. I'm like, guys, you're going to have a lot of drivers coming in for this because I'm not waiting now, for support well, okay. for 20 minutes. <laughs> so that actually kind of poses an interesting question. So the in the cases where you walk in and it's one of those like, ah, crap, I'm wasting my time, right? The order, they never got the order or somebody already stole it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. In the majority of cases, and, and please do chime in in the chat. There really isn't a right or wrong answer here. In the majority of cases, are you on assigning it and walking out? and going about making more money or are you calling support? Kim go first. So I don't seem like the bad guy. I'm calling my, I'm calling support and getting my money. If, but if I call support like I did and they say it's 20 minute wait time, I'm like, no, I'm canceling it. But the reason why I call support besides getting my money, like I'm always that driver that walks in and goes, Oh, you're the fourth driver. I'm like, again, come on people. Why can't I cancel it? Like, yeah. It, it that drives me, I think, more crazy than anything else because the, sometimes it doesn't take that much. Just well, I don't think that the cancel, money. yeah, like if you know, if you report an issue within the app, I don't think that that actually does anything except unassign no. you. No, it because doesn't. support always ends up calling anyway to verify, like, yes, they're closed or, yes. you know, whatever the driver is saying is actually true. So, yes. I, yeah, I don't know, but, um, that's i don't know kim again if i saw that i would assume something's wrong i'd be really weary of it well i'm very but happy it paid for out. larry i'm like i'm happy for larry that it, it definitely paid off for him that's a pretty good that's an awesome order so i think we ended up using one of bud soda's orders let's go ahead and show that yeah and then i want to get into the one where we're uh gonna trash on on that other order all right uh so i don't actually recognize the he he might have been using a third-party app but so to uh, let us know in the comments i think the new app no he has a new app he's using um that he's been working for a little while and sorry but soda i can't remember it off the top of my head so if you can put it in or if you want to put it in the app that you're using but he's been using a new delivery app um that's been making him some decent money and this is definitely a sign of that new app that he's been using so yeah, it's that's pretty awesome. great oh food fetch that's what it was <clears throat> food fetch i'm gonna have to check that out yeah so um so yeah congratulations but so it is 61 dollars that's pretty awesome <laughs> you gotta love the people that think that they know our lives and what we do um anyway so yeah that's a crazy order the delivery pay on that was 61.46 that's insane and how many pizzas was that bud soda anyway so he can put it up but while we're waiting for bud soda put that up um so guys, send us, we're going to, every week, we're going to celebrate the wins. And if you, if you got a, any great order, even if it's just a customer story that you had a fantastic customer or anything like that, send it our way. Um, and we're going to do this every single week. We're going to celebrate the wins and everybody's best order of the week. So email me, Kim, at the rideshareguy.com or Zach at the rideshareguy.com and we'll be um, putting up everybody's fantastic wins. But along with the wins come some 
crazy. So you have to decline in, <laughs> in order to get to the good stuff. So um, also, if you guys have any crazy orders that you see, screenshot it and send it our way because um, I this is I did not get this order, by the way, this next order. This isn't Zach's order. I can't remember where I found it. Um, but Zach, actually, when we were talking about this yesterday, he's just like, is this real? <laughs> yeah. Hold on one sec, Kim. Yeah, so I'm no going to go ahead and show this right here. Got to be careful how I hold my phone to not trigger anybody. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and, oh, look at that. Look at that. Lifetime deliveries. It's almost like I actually drive for DoorDash. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Anyway, so... We're going to say that we're also going to put up the worst orders of the week. So send them our way as well. So this one, $2.50 going 5.2 miles. It is a red card required order for Aldi. So you're going to be shopping at Aldi for a whopping 77 items. Any takers on this one? Mm -mm. So in the interest of full disclosure, we don't know if this is actually a real screenshot. I have never seen a shop and pay with uh, base pay that low. So <clears throat> I don't know, Kim, that's like, now don't ever do this because this is like grounds to get yourself deactivated. But when I see shit like this, I am so tempted to accept the order, drive way the fuck in the other direction and then unassign it. <clears throat> yeah, that's like, that's gets, terrible. This gets, me, this gets me mad. Like, shopping pays. I mean, food delivery gets me mad too, but I feel like food, food, I mean, shopping pays get me even more angrier. Is that even proper English? Um, because. <laughs> you're expecting someone to shop for you, right? Like you're right. actually like you're telling someone to go to a store and physically work and do your growth. Like this is someone's like weekly at 77 items. This is someone's weekly grocery order. So you're expecting them to shop for you or your family and not appreciate the effort that they're putting into what they're yeah. doing for you. I have, that's the problem I have with a lot of these orders that I've never seen one this bad, but ones that look similar to this. See, something like this shouldn't be allowed, in my opinion. No. So, I mean, that's going to take, how long would that take you to shop, Kim, do you think? Uh, 77 items, <clears throat> at least an hour, maybe an hour and 20, depending on how many. I mean, how many substitutions and how many kind of hiccups you have along the way. And Holly, I'm from New Jersey. You should know I don't pronounce everything correctly. <laughs> <laughs> just just tell Holly she's got an accent, right? Anytime yeah. I try telling somebody, oh, you got a cool accent, they're like, no, you have the accent. Yeah, people make fun of me yeah. all the time, but it's all good. So anyway, this is, regardless, this is a very disrespectful order, and I hope that they ended up refunding this customer, and uh, they had to go through and manually select all 77 things again, because that's ridiculous. So I'm going to post this question for everybody, and even you, Zach. <clears throat> so who do you think is worse? If, the, if this order is real, who do you think is worse? DoorDash for expecting someone to shop for $2.50 for 77 items or the customer for not tipping on an order for 77 items? That's a good question. I think it's the customer. I mean, because a company is always going to try to make their money, right? Like the employees yeah. are, you know, and, and forgive the term employees in this case, but yeah. the people working for the company are usually an afterthought to their bottom line. So I think that it's the customer because that's a person exploiting another person, in my opinion. And, you know, unfortunately, shame on the driver that ended up accepting this order. Like, they're allowing themselves to get walked on. Well, we don't know whether they accept it. Hopefully they didn't. I, hopefully they it. didn't. Hopefully they didn't. 
How, if anybody is out here watching and you see anything ridiculous like this, don't please. Oh, I don't yeah. ever tell anybody how to run your business or what how to make your money. I will decline that. But don't ever take something like this. Like it is. I just ugh. on it's top like, of ugh. that, the people who don't tip or tip really poorly are always the ones. They're always the freaking ones that report missing items or the order didn't show up. And they're the ones who want freebies that you are going to have more problems with customers like that than you will with customers who tipped you very well. Yeah. So Bud Soda, he said he's done uh, multiple $25 no tip shop orders on DoorDash. Okay. So I'm always curious. I, I don't, I think the lowest paying shop order I've ever seen was like eight or nine bucks maybe seven for doordash All for like right. safeway yeah i saw like 550 the other day did you yeah hmm. but i've seen that for like walgreens only. and stuff it's like that's what it was it was walgreens okay so uh, i don't know yeah if you guys come across any horrible orders like kim said zach at the rideshareguy.com or kim at the rideshareguy.com and <laughs> let's laugh about it together uh, did we put up? We did put up. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Just I was looking crazy. at Bud Soda's order and I was, I, I know. Yeah. I was like, I was looking at Bud Soda's order again. I was like so confused for a minute there. All right. So Kim, one of the more common complaints that at least I hear is that there's peak pay for no reason. Yeah. And it's hard to make any money when that happens. Yep. So why don't you walk us through this order here? So this is actually me. Um, so for a week and a half, it actually, for the past two days this week, it has not been like this, but for a week and a half straight, and people might think like, oh my God, I would love to see something like this. Believe me, you don't. Um, I saw a peak pay from $4 all the way up to $7 every single day during every peak hour. So from 11 to 2, from 2 to 4, and then from I think it was like 5 to 9:30 or 5 to 5 to 9 5 to 9. Um and it was insane to the point where like you can't get any orders and the orders that are coming in you're like well, I'm afraid I'm not going to see another order for another hour. I might as well take it. And the order you're seeing right here, I ended up taking it because I think it was like $10 or $11, but it was only going a mile. I'm like, okay, let's go shopping for like two items and let's go make $11. So, you know, my whole entire week last week was shifting around myself and adjusting as a driver on how to still make money during peak pace because I wasn't making any money on DoorDash. So that's going to be like our segment is how do you still make money when you see peak pays like this and you're not getting any orders? Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the things that drivers, maybe newer drivers don't realize is the customer is being charged more. So it, it, a lot of drivers assume wrongly that it's just DoorDash paying us more out of the fees that the customer already spent. No, the customer is paying more for the privilege of ordering. So when we start seeing peak pay like this, the, the customer is already spending more money. They're tipping less because they're spending more in, in many cases. And drivers see peak pay and assume that they're going to be out there making a killing. So when you may have only had like 100 drivers out for your immediate area, all of a sudden you have 300 drivers out. So less orders, more drivers, oversaturation. It, it's definitely a problem. Now there's, Kim, I've got two trains of thought on this. Yeah. So one of them is that we have seen times where there should have been crazy peak pay and there was like nothing, right? Yeah. So uh, like the wildfires come to mind. Uh, I don't recall seeing anything about peak pay when, when it was crazy smoky and hazardous to our health. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing these companies not paying us adequately when they should be. And then they're choosing their times really poorly when they should be paying us more. Yeah. 
so I, I don't know. Um, I have one zone that is actually like in my immediate area and that's my zone. There's one other one that I could drive to, but it's like literally just like a dot on the map and it's a city, you know, with, you know, I hate to put it like this. It's just a bunch of elderly folks out there. And, you know, it's like, it's always red, but the drivers that I know who have actually gone and driven that market say it's dead. It's red because they don't have any drivers and they need just one. Yeah. So how so can we, it was, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. How can we stay profitable when there's peak pay? That's really ultimately the. See, that's the thing. You know, I was taking orders that like, if you took out the peak pay, there's no way I would be taking those orders, but because it was like, the one and only order I was getting like per hour. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you look at the overall money to mile ratio, I'm like, okay, I can do $11 for, I think this was like 1.1 mile. So, okay. Even though I normally wouldn't do this. Okay. I'm going to end up doing this. So, you know, DoorDash ends up getting orders like every order delivered, I mean, granted, that's at the expense of, you know, the customer and everybody else paying the drivers these extra crazy peak pays, but their objective was let's get the orders delivered and they got it done. But I mean, I guess they know the effect on the driver, but as a driver, you can't make any money. So like I, as soon as I went through a day of this and I'm like, okay, I have to switch my strategy. And I think that is the really key to peak pays. If you only get a peak pay, you know, if it's on a Saturday night, this might not affect you. But if you see a consistent peak pay and you see it's affecting your earnings, you know, I, that's why I have 16 other apps to fall back on, you know, <laughs> fire, fire them up. <laughs> because so I went in, honestly, I went into doing catering orders. I went into even doing my shopping apps. Like I reverted to other apps that I dusted off. I'm like, okay, this is how I'm going to yeah, make my money. For sure. So I can't speak for your market or anybody else's, but in mine, in the past, when there's been unnecessary peak pay, so we'll see like DoorDash going from really busy to not at all busy. And then we'll see a massive uptick on like Uber or Grubhub, right? Yeah. So, and interestingly, Kim, it's not an immediate like, like shift, right? It doesn't just go from like DoorDash to like Uber all of a sudden. It's like, there's that like that five minute, 10 minute gap where people are like, I'm not paying that. And during that time, they're like installing the other apps. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, for real. Um, so if you can, you know, run, run as many apps as you can when, when there's peak pay and don't be loyal to any one of them. Be loyal to the one that's going to pay you the most for the job at the time. Yeah. And I also go, what go to areas that I know there's no drivers. Like I always have like a secondary, third, fourth, even a fifth location that's actually 30, 40 minutes away from where I currently at, because I want to know the areas that drivers aren't working because you're most likely going to get orders where drivers aren't working because you're now in an area that you can get orders. So that was another thing um, along with training on my apps that I did last week. And yeah, if it wasn't for those things, like you don't want to be sitting around waiting and being app reliant just on one app, yeah. like never be app reliant because when things like this happen, you still want to keep making your money. So I've got another tip for, for this. So I, I gotta, I wish I would have thought about this when I was doing the slides. Cause I would have actually like put a screenshot in, but you know, of course, unfortunately it's an afterthought. So in my market, I drive in Bellingham, Washington, and that is the main city within my market. Now about eight, 10 miles North, there's a, a town called Ferndale. Now, the population of Ferndale and the uh, restaurant density is a fraction of what it is in the main city, Bellingham. So as a result, drivers don't tend to go up there to wait for orders because there's fewer orders placed. If we're in Ferndale, chances are we brought something from Bellingham to Ferndale. However, when there now, now some of you are going to disagree with me on this, and that's fine, but proximity does matter. And... If you are dealing with peak pay like this, do you think that these companies, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever, 
do you think that they're going to ping a driver who's 15 minutes away with a higher acceptance rate if you're already up there? No, you are going to get the order before another driver with a higher acceptance rate does. If you can position yourself in a place where there's still restaurants to pick up from that, that do a decent uh, volume, you may be better off to go to the, the typically like slower area of your market because there's less competition from the drivers. So when something does come through, you're going to be the first one to get it. I think the only time that, the, in my opinion, that that doesn't work is if you're on the LOP program with DoorDash. Like they'll ping someone on, an L, on the LOP program, even if you're five, six, seven miles away because you're one of the only drivers in the area that are on the program versus it going to you first and then, you know, regular DoorDash drivers. So I think that's the only time that that might not work for the bigger orders. Uh, I can't really comment on that because I'm not LOP, yeah. so I don't I don't really know. But um, you know, it's very possible. So you know, just consider that. Like seriously, guys, that that's a goldmine of knowledge right there. If you can put yourself in an area that is not typically as busy and therefore has fewer drivers, when there's obnoxious peak pay like that or it's just oversaturated, you will be shocked at how many more orders, how many more offers you'll get. Than if you were waiting around in the same parking lot as 30 other people. So uh, it's funny because by doing that sometimes, like you get to know a different area and sometimes you're like, oh, maybe I'll go over there because I really don't want to work in this area. And you know, you can still make your money, but you wouldn't have normally known about this area unless you tried it out because of something like peak pays or something else going on in your area. Yep, very true. So, and one more thing, actually, real quick before we move on to the the Uber story, I, the most of the places up in that town I was just talking about are fast food. Like there's there's a couple of like sit down restaurants that we can pick up from, but they're it's mostly fast food. But if you time that well, you can walk in, get the order, and get it delivered. Right? There's almost no apartments in that town. Well, there's some, but. You know, it's predominantly houses. So like I'm typically spending less time on every order. So it's like, yeah, there's not as many, but I can get through them. I can get through four or five an hour instead of two to three. Yeah. So that, that's just my two cents. All right, Kim, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta take a deep breath. I'm going to let you um, roll with this, with this one. <laughs> All right. Cause I know you're, you're like chomping to get this one out there. I'm chomping at the bit on this one. Uh, you ready? My apologies in advance. If I get too worked up over this, this is uh, <laughs> okay. this is not okay. All right. So uh, we have all heard of Uber connect. Some of us may have heard of DoorDash's package return or DoorDash's peer to peer delivery. So essentially what Uber is doing now is package return, which sounds innocent enough, but we're going to have a conversation on why that may not be the case. So Kim, if you were to do a YouTube search or a Google search, if you type in Uber connect drugs, (laughs) like you're going to be, you're going to be disgusted with what drivers have transported and you know, figured out, yeah. right? Wasn't Either it they got a couple, wasn't it a couple of weeks ago that we reported that one article where the lady like went to the cops because she had suspicion that she picked up. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a couple of yeah. weeks ago? Uh, no, that was no, 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 that was several months ago. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> but <moving yeah>. along. <laughs> so and and yes, now I realize that I'm talking about Uber Connect here and not their package return, but I kind of want to set the stage for you here. With Uber Connect, you are picking up something from someone, delivering it somewhere to someone else. We have literally no idea what we're transporting, and we just kind of have to hope it's nothing illegal or dangerous. So package return. It sounds safer. Kim, would you agree that it sounds safer than Uber uh, Connect? No. (laughs) No? Okay. Well, that... mm -hmm. At least you're on the right train of thought here. <laughs> no. Here's the problem with package return by Uber. The only additional thing that is required from the customer is a prepaid shipping label. Kim, you ever heard of the Silk Road? No. 
so it's an online it well it's it's now shut down but it's an online uh market where people could purchase all kinds of illegal substances right and it was almost completely anonymous with the exception of having it sent to you so there's these online marketplaces that exist like that and you have sellers on these marketplaces who need to get their products sent out to their customers well what's to stop somebody from you know getting their order going and getting a burner phone paying cash for that going and getting a prepaid debit card paying cash for that and then using an empty house to summon an uber driver to pick up these packages would someone go through all that trouble hell yes to not go to prison hell yes yeah, that's true <laughs> so now okay the way that this works is the driver you know the driver comes you know like i'm not about to commit a felony up to this person's house they get the package they go back to their car and they are supposed to drop it off to one of three locations usps uh ups or fedex so again the problem is is billions of dollars a year goes through these illegal online markets and they have to get these packages transported now kim I can't speak for you, but if I were somebody who was in some sort of nefarious type of business position, I'm going to want to try to mitigate as much of my risk as I can. And I'm going to want to use a service that asks very few questions and doesn't require an ID. And that's where package return comes in. Yeah, I mean, I, you're, you're very, very true because even if you go to, um, where what was it last Christmas? I had to mail something to a family member for it was their Christmas gift. I went in to the post office and they're like, is there anything? I forget what they asked. It was like a series of questions. If there was anything liquid, anything, I forget what else. And I'm like, no, no. But would I would anybody be truthful and go, hey, yeah, I have some illegal stuff in there? Like, no one's gonna say. Hey, look, I have something in this package. Wait, I can send be. this here meth, right? <laughs> so yeah. it kind of is the same thing. And then the person's like, okay, and just take the package and like, you know, put it in the back. I just want to paint a picture here, though, Kim. So an ID isn't required. You don't have to use a real name on these platforms. We've all picked up for somebody named like Assface or something like that, right? We've all had it happen. And you can use like just a prepaid phone to order these pickups. Like quite literally, the, the people who are having these packages sent can do so with almost complete anonymity, not having their actual name or banking information tied to anything. And we as the drivers are the ones who take the risk. Well, I have something other than the risks behind it. So as a driver, say you get this order and you're picking up three packages from someone's door and one's going to UPS, one is going to USPS, and one is going to FedEx. So now you have to go to three different places to drop these packages off as a delivery driver? Wait. So, okay. <laughs> Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, so you're saying like there's the potential that they could have the double or a triple order out of it. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Screw that. Don't do that. That's what I'm saying. So. Like, what what are they going to expect <laughs> the drivers to do? Because obviously they're going to get drivers to come pick up these packages kind of just like DoorDash does. But DoorDash only allows you to pick up a package and deliver it to, you know, UPS or, you know... Okay. The United States Postal Service, but you're having it multiple places, right? From what I read in the article. Yeah, three. Yeah, uh, FedEx, UPS, and USPS. Right. Here's a question for you, Kim. If you were busted for this as a driver, do you think that you could ever be charged? Um. Yeah, because technically it's in your possession. Yeah. Let us know in the comments. I, I I've kind of heard some mixed opinions on this. I am of the same opinion Kim is. I think that especially if you get a cop having a bad day or who's bored, you know, small town somewhere, I could well, see that I, being a real I think real they're problem. at least going to arrest you until they can 
figure right. out and sort out what's going on. Like they, you might right. not get charged down the road, but I think you're definitely going to get arrested. Say you get pulled mm. over and these packages are in your car and they decided to do a check of your car. And all of a sudden they're opening up these boxes and they're like, right. Um, hello. And then you're like, I swear they're not mine. They're like, sure, it's not. And then you're in the back yeah. of a police car the next second. So can we highlight uh, Brad's comment from 849 your time? Yeah. <clears throat> so this says, uh, Brad makes a very valid point here. Uh, if the boxes get flagged by USPS or law enforcement, they're probably going to run a fingerprint uh, check on the box and guess whose fingerprints are going to be on the box. Mm -hmm. Very valid point. That's a very valid point. All right, guys, let us know in the comments in the chat uh, if you would do this, if you wouldn't do it. If you have done it, let us know. You know, Kim, I'm sure in the majority of cases, nothing would go sideways. But this is one of those things that has the potential to go so wrong that I won't I, I just will never entertain this. I just wouldn't entertain it from besides the illegal standpoint. I just wouldn't do it from a, as a driver, a logistical standpoint to the point where I might have to be dropping off at two or three different places. And it's not, you know, the money is not going to be worth the time <laughs> that it's going to take you to do an order like this. But yeah, from all accounts, no way. Hmm. Yeah, no, not not worth it. Now, okay, it, it could be a different story if they were to require an ID or something like that, and it was paying really well. But I, Kim, I'm just I'm avoiding that. Too much can go wrong. Agree. So, speaking of things going wrong, Kim, have you ever used any of the safety features on uh, the various apps? I have not used any. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I have not had an opportunity to. So I've done it by accident, like almost come close to doing it by accident because my phone was in my pocket and I hit it by accident. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. What about you? So, no, I, no, I never have. I have been really sketched out before and, and have uh, used kind of my own network of uh, support. But I've never actually used like ADT or anything. Are you able to, sorry, Kim, that's just a little too small for me to read. Are you able to no, get that I'll one? I'll read it. So okay. this lady um, had to use the safety um, feature on one of her apps, and I'm going to read through it. And it's a crazy story. And it really got me thinking, have any of you guys had to use any of the safety features on any one of these apps? So listen to this lady's story. She goes, I have an interesting story to share. The Dash app has a panic button feature, which came in very handy today. I was leaving a casino food court after I picked up an order and I went to get into the elevator and back to my car. A couple by the elevator tried to prevent me from getting onto the elevator, claiming I jumped the line. There are two or three elevators, and I was pushing the button to get one of the elevators to open. I had to pretty much strong arm the dude because he was body checking me the whole time I was trying to get in the elevator. Then his wife started. I got to the floor. My car was parked. They followed me off the elevator into the parking garage. I pushed the panic button. ADT got on and called the Reno 911. Yes, I live in Reno, Nevada. The PD called me immediately and made sure I was okay. I had locked myself in the car at that point, waiting for the couple to leave. Dasher safety team contacted me shortly after and made sure I got out of the situation and was safe. This is the first time in three years I have had any issues and was pretty shaken afterwards. The customer understood my tardiness after I told her why I was running late. I'm glad we have this feature at our disposal. Uh, Sorry, we lost Zach. <coughs> Sorry. I was just no reading away. <laughs> no, that's that, that's okay. Yeah. All right. So actually, that was a good time for me to come back in. Uh, Kim, what, right off the bat, it sounds like maybe this driver was a little pushy, potentially. Yeah, probably. But, you know, it doesn't mean that uh, she should have been stalked. So No. I got a kick out of that, and I called Reno 911. When I read that, 
<laughs> when I was putting the slides together, I actually quite literally laughed out loud. It's like, man, Were you thinking like that, of reality show like coming to life. Lieutenant Dangle. <laughs> like that was okay. You know what? That was a great show. So <laughs> anyway, um, Kim, you kind of do something similar to me when it comes to safety features. You have your own network of support. Yeah. I do. So, I actually, my safety is my husband. Um, we have our own system that we use. Like whenever I have an order, I take a picture of the order. So he has it, especially DoorDash. They actually have the address already in there. So I also take a picture of the address and I just, after the order is done, I text him order is done. So he knows I'm moving on to the next order. So that mm -hmm. way he always has the address of where I'm going. And um, it's worked for us for years. And he's, he's not, he's feels better about me being out, especially at nighttime. So it's just our own support system that we use. So if you guys would let us know in the chat or in the replay, if you're catching us there, have you ever used any of the ADT safety features or, and furthermore, would you use them? Kim, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I think that, I think that it's an extra step. If there's legitimately an emergency, I'm not going to mess with ADT. I'm just going to go straight to 911. No, I mean, granted in her case, I think when she was walking to her car, it was just a matter of hitting the panic button. And it might have been easier than going to, you know, your phone dial and dialing 911 because she was already on the app. That's the only thing I could really think of for me. If I'm just calling 911, regardless, I'm not going to go through ADT for them to call 911. But that's just me. But granted, she was in a casino. I live close to Atlantic City. So, like, I i mean, not that I deliver in Atlantic City. It's nice to go to. But there are drunk people a lot <laughs> um, in those areas. Go ahead. Yeah, that's very true. But there's also a ton of security. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in a casino and you're being followed... The single best thing that you can do is go up to one of the, the big security guys and be like, hey, these people are following me. Can you escort me to my car? Almost any casino in the country will do that free of charge. They will escort you to your car. They typically do it if you win a jackpot. But if you ask them, you know, but if hey, she was I'm on being the elevators going to her car, she probably didn't have that opportunity. to. If do she that. was OK, I mean, if she was in like a. Uh, like the room section, I mean, yeah, there probably wasn't security on deck. But I also happen to know that every casino is laid out in such a way where when you enter or exit the place, you got to walk right through the, the gaming uh, floor. So, and that's where you will find security. So, you know, just, you know, be mindful of that. I don't pick up at casinos. I don't think that any of the uh, food apps pick up from any of the, the spots at the casino up here. But... I don't live close enough to know whether they do or don't. I I know that they do at their, like there's restaurants like in the hotels in the casino that I do know around me. I don't know about food courts. I'm not really well versed in that. Yeah. I don't know, Kim. I think in most cases it's a waste of time. Although we did cover that one story where the, driver was being like the guy the guy had pulled a gun on the driver or something and through just swiping that adt thing they were able to kind of deduce what was going on and send the police so it's not without its uses but i think in the majority of cases why why not just go directly to the source why not just call 911 you know unless you yeah. don't know where you are and then that yeah. might be a different story i mean so, unless you don't uh, want to know i i you know i was going to say unless you don't want whoever is attacking you or to like following you to know, like if you're pretending you're on your phone, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a, a good, a good way a reason to use it. But you know, people, everybody reacts differently in extreme situations. You know, for this lady, it probably was really scary for her. So the first thing she thought of was to do that. So you know, congratulations to her for staying safe and using the feature and it worked for yeah. her. So if it works for you, do whatever you need to do to stay safe. Yeah, for sure. So I want to quickly, 
<laughs> I want to quickly get through this uh, this last story here, then do the funnies. Uh, so a customer found out the hard way that when you order through services like DoorDash, Uber Eats, or in this case, Instacart, it gets substantially more expensive. Look, like look at look at look at the look on her face on the right hand uh, picture there. She's like, like <laughs> I just love that. I had to ooh, I had to borrow it. So <laughs> this lady. Uh, ordered through Instacart, and uh, didn't seem too pleased on seeing just how much more of a premium she was paying for the groceries that were delivered to her rather than if she had shopped for them herself. The Instacart shopper uh, or the store employee put the receipt in the bag, which showed a $77 discrepancy in the price that she paid Instacart versus how much was paid at the store. So uh, this person is not uh, related to... Uh, this story, but has chimed in. Uh, so the crazy coupon lady uh, says that uh, Publix specifically can cost up to 30% more on Instacart. So <laughs> um, we are not supposed to put the receipts in the bags. If we ever swipe a card, that receipt is not supposed to go to your customers. Here's a little hack for you. Uh, which I'm sure is in violation of TOS, so do your own research. But you can download apps. If you're if you're a shopper, like on Instacart or something, you can download apps like Ibotta and Fetch and stuff like that. Since that receipt isn't supposed to go to the customer, you can scan it and you can earn cash back for yourself. Driver hack. <laughs> so, I don't know. Tim, I just don't want to get a bad rating for leaving a receipt in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, you have to, like, come on. It's kind of common sense that when you use Instacart, like, all these other, even DoorDash, Uber Eats, like, they have to make their money. They're going to mark. Like, yeah. how do you know from going to a grocery store and a jar of peanut butter at the grocery store is two ninety nine? And then on Instacart, it's like five ninety nine. Like, how do you not know that there is a price difference <laughs> <laughs> from yeah. a grocery store to Instacart? So, like, well, I I don't know. I feel like sometimes people are not smart <laughs> to know that this doesn't it, really exist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you go. Yeah, I can't English tonight. I'm sorry. I'm really tired today. Uh, you. Go walking into a McDonald's, you're going to spend $9 for a Big Mac. And you order it through DoorDash or Uber Eats, and it's going to be like $14,000. So, yeah, I agree. You know, people are people are out of their minds when they get worked up over this. If you want to use a convenience service, you are going to pay convenience service prices. Yeah. I haven't used Instacart since pandemic times like i think we all use some I, form of instacart shift spark some form of it during I, pandemic time i do but i do it through kroger or well in this case fred meyer here um if you want it delivered it's the driver that like it's like an instacart driver that'll show up but yeah i don't so. do i do my own grocery shopping now i i don't like i said i don't think i've ever i've used those well, Instacart or any yeah. of those in like a while. It's been a while. You also have the option here to pay like five bucks or something. You can go pick up your own groceries. They'll shop for them. They'll load them up in your trunk and you can go. So that's that's what I've been defaulting to. Nice. Uh, and I think actually, I think that $5 is waived if you spend more than a certain amount. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, really, really nice. Uh, we got some funnies. Let's do those. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so first of all, uh, shout out to uh, Jay Beats for sending us this. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a little bit of context with this one too. So uh, Jay Beats had sent this to Kim and said, uh, <clears throat> "Thought I'd share this funny picture I took after delivering a Uber Eats order. Uh, I only noticed it because I thought two people were watching me from the car when I was walking back. So <laughs> as you can see, there's a like a sun visor there containing two skeletons. I got a kick out of that." <laughs> next one this one i thought was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> all right so creepy ass house up a bunch of stairs uh i'm at the age where this house doesn't scare me but the thought of bringing groceries up these stairs does <laughs> isn't that the truth 
It really is the truth. Anytime I see like I have a grocery order and I see stairs, I'm like, oh, oh I'm yeah, gonna have to, I'm going to have to do a little workout today. <laughs> uh, well, and that's why I avoid the university area, because frequently there's stuff like this and no parking. So it's like not only am I going to have to climb up like four flights of stairs after all is said and done, I'm also going to have to park, uh, park five blocks away. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Crazy. Nope. All right. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> did someone did someone send us this, or did you find this one? No, I found this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so th this might actually kind of throw me off for a minute at first. Uh, if I came walking up, so uh, in the picture you can't really tell, but when you zoom in a little closer, uh, it's just like a cardboard cutout. But to me, at first, I thought there was some dude in a mask standing there with a knife in his hand. So. <laughs> You don't, yeah. Do you not know but, who that is? Uh, yeah, that's uh, Michael Meyer or whatever. Yes. Okay. I'm okay. like, you're usually sometimes Ooh. not good with it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my heart started pounding there. I'm like, I cannot screw this one up. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And one more, right? Oh, oh, this is good. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, so this is a picture uh, of the Naughty Cat Naughty Cat Cafe, and uh, the the name is a little spicy, admittedly, but I love uh, the little sign that they felt it necessary to put out there. Uh, it's a little chalkboard with the words "Not a Strip Club" on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did some research on this one, and uh, so it turns out the Naughty Cat Cafe is in. Um, I believe it was Tennessee, if I remember right. And it's a place where you can go and uh, you can pay a little bit of money to go and have some coffee with kitties, right? It's perfectly innocent place. <laughs> so, you know, if you're in the area, go support them. They're not a strip club. It's family friendly. <laughs> I have so many things going on in my mind right now. I'm like, nope, family show. Nope, family show. <laughs> <laughs> It usually doesn't stop me. <laughs> the fact that you have to put a sign out in front of your building. <laughs> did you not think about that when you made up the name to your business? <laughs> See, but it's like cafe, not club. If it were Naughty Cat Club or something like that, I could, you know, like that might be my assumption is that it's, you know, that spot. Right. But the word cafe is just always instills like wholesomeness, in my opinion. <laughs> <You think so. laughs> Rick says looks like a gangster or ghetto kitty. <laughs> that is true. See, now, if you know what? Never mind. I almost said something inappropriate, too. <laughs> All right. I think on that note, we better wrap it up. Um, guys, uh, friend, bleh, friendly reminder. Kim, I really can't English tonight. Well, I was saying wrong English before, so we're perfectly uh, okay. If uh, if you guys would, send us your best order of the week. If you guys get something really crazy good, uh, Zach at therideshareguy.com. That's Zach with an H. Or Kim at therideshareguy.com. Also, if you get anything crazy bad, we want to see that too. Like, let, let us laugh at it with you. Uh, also... If you see anything just really bizarre in your market, send it to us. Some of the best yeah. stories that we cover come from you guys. Yeah. A shout out to Bud Soda, Larry, and also Jay Beats for sending us stuff this week and making you guys. it into the show. So thank you. Keep them, keep them coming. So, all right, guys. Uh, same time, same place next week. Thank you for spending time with us this evening. Bye, everyone. <laughs>